welcome everyone. Today we're talking to Chris Harms. She's the director of the Colorado School Safety Resource Center. And Chris, thanks for being here with me today. If you wouldn't mind, give our listeners a bit of background, um, especially in regards to the School Safety Resource Center and your role there. Well, thank you, Chris, first of all, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Um, I wanted to say first that I come from a family of firefighters, so um, I certainly respect and support all the work that they do. Uh, as far as the School Safety Resource Center, we have been um, here since 2008. It was the brainchild of um, then-Governor Bill Ritter, who decided that there needed to be a central location for um, school safety resources. And he set up the, the School Safety Center. It actually started in December of 2008. And um, it started with one person, which was the first director, Dr. Linda Cannon, and then there was a hiring freeze, so it took a little while to let anybody else um, get on board, but I became the first school outreach consultant, and I was hired in April of 2009, oh, wow. and at that point, we um, were just about four people, and um, we are right now, we have 10 positions, and seven of them happen to be filled, and um, I should say first, we serve all schools in Colorado, pre-K through higher education, and that includes public schools, of course, private schools, charter schools, um, any schools. All the, all the kids are our kids in here in Colorado, and we want to see them all safe. And we do that by providing training and resources as well as consultation and um, uh, technical assistance to all schools. Wow. So you said you started in 2009. What were you doing before you started with the School Safety Resource Center? Well, um, I, I'm, I'm um, as I like to say, vintage. So I've had lots of other jobs. I started out as a classroom teacher. I also started a preschool, and I was the director there. Um, I was a director of a school when I came here to Colorado. I also um, had a private practice as a psychotherapist for 20 years. Uh, so I've done a little bit of, of a lot of things which um, really paid off in doing school safety. And one of my last jobs before I left Pennsylvania was to be the co-coordinator of a school safety center. And we actually had one of the first um, REMS um, from the U.S. Department of Education grants. And interestingly enough, Denver was also one of the other five places in the first cohort. So I got to know a couple of the folks in Denver before I actually moved out here and um, got to work at the School Safety Resource Center here. Wow. So it sounds like you have a good background and a good understanding of what the schools are going through and and can really relate to them. So uh, I'm so glad that you're here representing Colorado and, and in the position that you're in. I know you're making a big difference out there. Um, as it relates to fire prevention, how does the school safety uh, Colorado School Safety Resource Center integrate with fire prevention and safety efforts in Colorado? Well, first of all, I have to say DFPC has always been a, a big supporter of what we do at the School Safety Resource Center. Um, you probably don't know this, but DFPC gave us our first car when we didn't have any vehicles for staff to travel around and do all of their training. So we really did appreciate that. We get lots of um, questions about um, drilling and certainly um, school safety um, compliance in buildings. And that's when I always usually pick up the phone or send a quick email over to folks here at DFPC who are always able to answer those questions and help us um, make the schools aware of what they need to do. Yeah. 
Well, and not to get off track here, but I, I do remember the car, and I do remember that it was a Prius. It so was a Prius, yes. It probably wasn't the best car in the world, but yeah, we were happy to help help with that. And uh, hopefully since then you've outfitted your team with some we have. better cars than yes. that. But we were happy to help at the time. So, Well, and that kind of goes into my next question. We are sister agency, agencies here at the Colorado Department of Public Safety. And and so we've had opportunities to collaborate. Can you elaborate a little bit on what types of projects the School Safety Resource Center has collaborated with DFPC on and in, in developing or implementing? Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, we count on DFPC to help us with um, uh, guidelines for classroom drills. You know, we remind our schools all the time that they are um, required to do their first fire drill within 10 days of the first day of school and then um, every month thereafter that comes as a surprise to some of our schools still but we remind them of that and um, then of course there's been lots of questions recently about um, uh, active shooter drills and when they can do those and and how that impacts their fire drills that they're doing um, a couple years ago, the NFPA 3000 came out with standards for active shooters, hostile event response. Um, they called it ASHER, I believe. And um, we worked together with DFPC, and we had uh, workshops around the state educating people about that, which was really helpful. And then when COVID hit, um, schools were trying to set up ways in classrooms to kind of isolate each individual student so that they wouldn't pass the um, the virus to other people, but they were also doing things that weren't fire compliant. So um, we worked together to give schools some guidelines at that point as well. So those yeah. are the kinds of things we've been working on together. There, there's such a good opportunity here that we found to collaborate uh, because, you know, there, there's a well-established fire prevention program for Colorado through DFPC and and those opportunities are there for us to make sure that not only are schools safe from other um, hazards or, or threats, but that we maintain that fire safety. So I know in DFPC, we just truly appreciate the partnership and the collaboration that we get from the School Safety Resource Center. Well, we do as well. In fact, one example is um, in 2018 and again in 2022, the legislature passed um, uh, funding for schools to increase their security measures. However, schools often just um, think about that from whatever a vendor walks in and, and presents to them. And in many cases, they've been presenting to them uh, com uh, items that are not safety compliant and fire compliant. So again, I had to reach out to DFPC and say, uh, help me out here. Are these things that are really um, okay for schools to use? And we try to keep telling schools before you buy anything, whether it's locks on doors or anything else that's going to be a barrier in your um, classrooms, call your local fire department and talk to your fire marshal and make sure that they are fire compliant. Because we've seen schools waste their money on things that um, really aren't appropriate. Yeah. And that is such a good example of how you know, maybe the schools don't recognize that behind the scenes, uh, our two agencies are, are are working together to to make sure that 
Um, there aren't things put in place that are non-compliant before they actually do. And, and again, we've really appreciated that opportunity. And when you've come to us and said, hey, somebody, so-and-so is thinking about using this, we were able to take a look at it before it got implemented and, um, you know, maybe cause a problem for the schools. So It's it, been really helpful to the schools. It Absolutely. really has. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, another thing that I know is going to be helpful is here recently legislation was passed to establish the Colorado Interagency School Safety Task Group. Um, you and your team are heading that up. Tell us a little more about that and what it is. Well, um, this is a working group that um, came to be, uh, there was first legislation passed in uh, 2020, and then it was um, passed again in 2022, because there had been an audit of all the state agencies that actually touch school safety. And the auditors were concerned that perhaps there was not enough collaboration, um, maybe there was some duplication of services. I'm not sure that's really true. It's probably more like we could use more resources to support our schools. But I think this working group is going to be a wonderful opportunity to bring all of those folks together and sit down and talk about what everybody is doing in the schools. How can we do it better if if that's yeah. possible and making sure that we're um, giving our schools the best services that we can. Very good. Yeah. Um just so important that there, there's so much that goes into the safety in schools, whether it's fire safety or safety from other hazards or, or threats. And so it's important we're all interacting together. And, and so I'm so grateful that you're there leading this effort and uh, that our legislators recognize there was a need. So thank you for that. Um, so speaking of that, our two teams work together quite often to balance the need to be prepared for heightened school security events with our fire and life safety requirements to ensure all occupants are able to safely evacuate when necessary. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about those efforts and how we've worked to find a balance between these two very important but very different requirements? Well, you can imagine this has been a challenge for schools because in Colorado, since we've had too many school shootings, you know, one is too many, and unfortunately we've had um, more than one. Um, schools focus very much on active shooters. And um, what they often say to me is, well, we haven't had a fire in a school, and or nobody has died in a fire in a school in years and years, um, so let's just focus on the security aspect of things. And we constantly need to remind them that you have to look at both. You have to make sure that um, kids students and staff can evacuate safely, as well as um, lock down when necessary. So it's been very helpful that um, we've gotten information directly from DFPC that supports that and that um, they can talk to their local fire marshals who are also hearing from your office. So that um, underscores that, you know, we, we need to think about both. And I think they're understanding that a little bit better the more that we talk about it, which is really important because we do need to think about both. Yeah. Well, and you said something there that I want to kind of key in on. You, you talked about local fire marshals. And as a native Coloradan, I'm, I'm very proud that we're a home rule state and that we have very strong local authority throughout the state. And so we always have to take that into consideration whenever we're working at the local level. And so, um, you know, there, there are opportunities to collaborate with local jurisdictions and, and you and your team are looking for those types of collaborations. Um, how are you doing that? And what's the best way 
for us to get local jurisdictions in contact with you? Well, Chris, you're really right. Um, local community partners are really important for our schools. And so sometimes our schools forget that they have these partners and that they can call on them, whether it's their local emergency managers, their fire department, or even in some cases their um, local law enforcement agencies. So we often have to remind schools, you know, when you're uh, doing uh, walking through and doing a site assessment, your local fire department um, has expertise in all of that. They want to walk your building before yeah. there's an emergency. So call on them. But what we've also had to do the opposite, and we've had to say to the um, local community responders, please reach out to your schools because they don't always know yeah. that you're willing and able to help them. Um, having run schools back east and having um, – family in the fire department. I knew, for instance, at the preschool that I could call the fire department and say, can you come do a fire prevention um, activity with our preschoolers? And when I've suggested that to schools here, they're like, oh, we can call them and ask for things like that? Yeah. And I say to them, you sure can. They would be happy to come out and help, especially because they would love to see your building and um, make sure that it's as safe as possible before something happens and, and hopefully avoid a tragedy. Yeah. And and before we uh, talked today, uh, you and I had talked earlier about um, there, there's this opportunity that might be available to us in the very near future. I, I just learned, I didn't know that you had um, regional team members throughout Colorado. And it sounds like um, we, we both are anticipating uh, potentially um, increasing capacity to, to help at the local level. And so DFPC currently has, within the governor's budget, a team of community risk reduction specialists that will also be located regionally. And, and we, we both have done this in a way that's um, putting one person in each quadrant of the state, if you will. And right. so I think there's an opportunity there where your team members and our potential team members can start collaborating and working together with the schools and the local jurisdictions to bring everybody together. I mean, at the end of the day, local jurisdictions, whether it's fire, police, EMS, they're the ones responding to these emergencies. And so they have to be highly involved in the process and and in order to do that i think our two teams can support that effort absolutely i think our two teams can can really help facilitate that especially because um, in our case for instance our rural training consultants are people who actually live in the rural parts of the state grew up there know the people know the culture and um you know, can help facilitate those those meetings and, again, um, help the schools recognize that they can rely on their local first responders in all situations. Yeah. And I, I think you mentioned earlier that um, local jurisdictions may forget that, that your team is available to assist them or they may not be aware. And so I think it's important that as the DFPC teams are out and about that they're um, – helping remind the communities that you're there and available. And so um, that's something DFPC can do. And if if we want to get somebody in touch with you and your team members, what's the best way to do that? Well, we, we have a website that's um, really easy to access, um, colorado.gov slash CSSRC, which stands for the Colorado School Safety Resource Center. They can certainly call me, um, any of my team, 
Uh, right now, there are six other team members. Um, one is our emergency response outreach consultant, and Brad is a former military, former police officer with a, a master's degree in emergency management. I think he probably knows many of the firefighters across the state. Um, we also focus on psychological safety as well, so we have team members that just focus on that. And our regional training folks um, have expertise in both, in both physical safety as well as psychological safety. And all of them are listed on our website, and it's easy to give them a call or shoot them an email or shoot me an email, and I can send it out to um, any of the folks. But I think more collaboration between our offices with these regional people is going to be um, a real win-win, not only for our, our offices, but certainly for our schools. And um, we really look forward to that. Me too. I, and I agree with everything you just said. So thank you for that, Chris. Well, one last question. Um, are there any new developments in the world of school safety that you would like to share with us? Well, you talked about um, possible decision items that um, the governor's office has put forward to the Colorado legislature. We actually have three decision items that oh, wow. will impact the School Safety Resource Center. And the first one is turning us into an office of school safety. And we have um, 10 positions now, and we would actually increase to 18 positions, which is quite um, a, a amount of growth. Um, we would have four folks that would actually be crisis um, responders as well as trainers, which we are very excited about. There would be a new director of the office as well as somebody to handle um, uh, grants uh, because more school safety grants have come down recently. We are um, operating on two from the National Institute of Justice right now. And so we will have a grant manager and also a budget analyst. And um, then there's um, money in there for us to do more threat assessment trainings. That's a big part of what we do with schools is help them understand um, and know when to see a student that they think might be at risk of doing something violent and how to prevent that. And then there's also increased funding to um, put on classroom uh, door locks that are push-button locks that um, a teacher doesn't have to retrieve a key and go out in the hall in the middle of an emergency and try to lock the door. Um, we learned um, across the United States, and including in the um, Sandy Hook uh, report that we have not lost any child in a school shooting who has be, been behind a locked classroom door. So I, I would love to see every door in the classrooms in Colorado have an appropriate lock. And no, no longer would people be using magnets on doors, which is not yes. fire compliant, yes. and all those other things. Um, we want to see good locks, and that money can be used uh, both for classroom locks and for exterior doors because we also have very old school buildings in some places right. in Colorado that their front doors don't even lock, which is really oh, unfortunate. Yeah. So um, we're excited about all these decision items, and um, we look forward to that, that making even more opportunities for safety for our kids in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like there's some wonderful things on the horizon. And I like to hear that we're promoting uh, fire safe school classroom locks. Yes, so, <laughs> uh, you know, again, it just goes back to the collaboration and partnership that we've had for the past several years. And I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you being here today with me to talk with me and let people know, know more about you and the Colorado School Safety Resource Center and all the good work you're doing. So thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. And again, yeah. we always appreciate the support of DFPC. Thanks, Chris.